Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. up everybody it's your boy dustin mike cell here with another one we are kicking away and as always i have my man of the hour the host the co-host t mac how we doing brother doing good bro how you doing it's good to see everybody or talk with everybody again as always we, we love getting together and having these conversations and we love that you guys are joining us whoever's out there listening we really do appreciate the support i i don't think i say it enough but if you follow me on instagram you know that i truly love every single person that interacts and has joined this community it really is a community that we're building here that's what watchman inc is truly all about it's not just exposing crazy conspiracies or getting into stuff that people all can't relate to this is a community to have people see here and just see what christ is doing that's the watchman inc watchman in christ so if you're under wondering where that name came from that's what we're doing we're just watchmen who are looking for Christ and what he's doing and what the Bible tells us he's going to do. And so that's where we get a lot of this motivation is that Christ tells us to be watchful and to be mindful of what's occurring on the earth every single day and the things that you engage in and whether they're good or bad. In the book of Matthew, in many places in the Bible, it says, test the fruits. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Okay. And so that as a Christian, we are allowed to judge fruit. Let's get that clear. We are not allowed to judge someone's salvation. You don't know somebody's heart. And if you say you do, you're lying to yourself. So never judge somebody and where they're headed, no matter what you know about them. Obviously, we all know that not everybody's going to make it, but that's not our job is to worry about where they're headed with their salvation and whether they've accepted Christ or not. Our job is just to test, to see if somebody belongs to the body or they don't. And unfortunately, as we talked off air we have some people that are even within the body that are not really working for the body and that goes straight into our topic today holly weird all right we got lots of celebrities and people that are in hollywood that say that they're christian or say that they follow god or you'll see celebrities or or athletes and they'll say thank god or they'll say thank god on stage do you think that they're thanking the same god that we thank every day taylor Mm, it's hard to tell i try to give people credit or not necessarily just doubt what they're saying but god is a very generic term yes it is Because everybody worship a lot of people worship a god there you go a lot of times when people say that i'm looking more for them to say the words jesus christ the name jesus christ because that's a lot more specific and especially in hollywood if you start talking about jesus then you're going to put your faith on the line because they don't like hearing about that at all and so when people are willing to take a stand for jesus christ and his name that goes a lot farther with me than just saying god because just like the freemasons and all these mystery religions you have to believe in a god or a higher power to be a part of this 
society. And so just saying God necessarily doesn't instantly just do it for me that, oh, this person's a Christian. What's a nice thing to say? And they know that a lot of people, when they hear that, oh, this person's nice, they say they believe in God. But with the discernment, it it doesn't just fully give credit for me. And I'm not saying I'm discredit them either because at least they are saying that they believe in god but it doesn't yeah, that, necessarily mean that they're living their life for jesus and, and that does as we've preached before and anybody that knows us on this podcast and what we believe about salvation we're saved by grace not a work so it doesn't matter what you're quote-unquote doing necessarily but when the spirit of the lord lives inside of you you have no shame you should not be ashamed to preach jesus in wherever you're at and that's what we're called to do there's many places in the bible that says that god has put this weight or this talent of this deed that needs done and that's to preach the gospel if it if people don't preach the gospel and aren't willing to stand for jesus then the word will never move as it has it's because people are bold and they stand on him and they're not ashamed to stand on him and admit the name and the god that they're worshiping just like the men of the old so in thir- matthew 10 32 it says whoever shall therefore confess me before men him i will also confess before my father which is in heaven so jesus is telling you Confess me before men, and I will confess who you are before the Father, meaning if you know me, I know you. And so there's just this continuous thing of Jesus wants that recognition. He wants to be honored as God in the sense of he is the new token, the new covenant. And this is why we find rest and hope in him, because all things were given to the Son from the Father. He sits on the right hand. Remember, the Trinity is biblical doctrine where God the Father is separate from Jesus and the Father are separate from the Holy Spirit, but they are all one God, one essence, one thing. That's why they use the triangle, I believe, in a lot of these movies and stuff, because it's that representation of the hierarchy. You you know what I'm saying? Like that, like pyramid scheme, the structure, there's somebody sitting at the top. And as every level you go below, there's workers or there's another layer to go through. So that's essentially why Hollywood uses and our freaking money uses that symbol is because the floating capstone is because that is their goal is to build the pyramid into what they believe is their God, their society their new world order and it's missing that that piece in between right now and that's because it's not complete so that's what we want to get into is that this is all about bringing about a completion of something way bigger way darker which then goes back to babylon so see all the stuff that you see today happening in the world or what people are engaged in it's literally just what we've continuously exposed here, the ancient mysteries, the enlightenment, the unlocking of secrets, which what did Satan do in the garden? He told Eve, you can be like God, knowing good and evil. So see, man is just continuously from that point, tried to reach the state of godhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the pyramid shape, it gets more narrow at the top and wide like you were saying at the base and all those workers they have no idea what's going on near the top of the pyramid and so that's the way they want it and that's why the military uses things like compartmentalization you don't know anything outside of what you're working on and you think you're doing good but you outside of that there's other people working on separate things and that's how they keep everybody in the dark is you just work on a specific thing 
while your coworkers working on a specific thing and you're not supposed to talk about any of that. And then it goes back to the great work, which they're trying to complete, which in Freemasonry, the highest degree, 33rd degree, that's something you can't earn. You actually have to be nominated for it and you have to be doing something that goes towards that great work of completing their great work. And that's what it's all about in the very end is you got to be working towards their goal of trying to make man like God. And the more you can help society come towards those terms, then you're going to be awarded that 33rd degree. Yes. And we can just quickly, because I have so many quotes from the books, and then this can get us into Hollywood and some individuals, which probably read these books because these books were mass. These Matt books are still very influential, not only in the craft, which is what they call Freemasonry, the craft, because this is what they, we all have a, a skill or something that you would call your craft. Freemasonry is their craft. Okay. And we well, know and go just ahead. to go on the craft, I, it, I hate when I hear that because so many athletes use that now. Yes. Oh, yes. he's working on his craft. I'm just trying to master my craft. And it's either weird. They're just picking that up because they hear so many people say that or they're a part of the craft. Which I'm going to probably believe that a lot of athletes because there's athletes that literally have gone on to camera on television aka shaquille o'neal the big old guy you can't miss this guy he's very involved in the public he's very involved in radio news he, he's really been very successful and i'm not taking any of that away from Shaq. but you start looking at his younger years and like how he was with money and then eventually eventually some things started being leaked out of him being a freemason and then he didn't deny it he went on the nba live tv show and he's wearing a big old freemasonic ring like and you can't miss it on his big old hand and charles barkley and all of his co-hosts on the in nba inside edition or whatever he does you know the tnt stuff yeah. they're like oh what do you got on there Shaq?" and he goes oh you don't know nothing about this this is my profession he's like acting all hard like i'm exposing what i'm a part of but you don't know what i'm talking about so see that's where they look at you the person so see Shaq knows that they know what he's talking about but when he's on live TV. And so the, the they asked him and put him in an uncomfortable situation. And like me and Taylor were talking about last, they have rituals and things that you have to obey by in the sense of you keep things secret because you're now talking to people that are not enlightened or within that camp. And that's what you start looking into with all these esoteric religions and these men that these people follow and that have a huge influence. So I'm guessing because Shaq is a Freemason, he's probably read the books by Manly P. Hall which that guy full on goes into depth about what they, what the key is at that, like Taylor said, that 33rd degree, because that's what it's all about. Like up to the 33rd degree, obviously once you start getting higher up, you, I believe you learn even sooner that you're in something bigger because you can't continue to progress unless you are down for the planet. That's why they have all of these tests, like the movie, the skulls, they want to put you through a series of tests to make sure you're willing to bend the rules a little bit for the better of the organization. Okay. And so in the book, lost keys of Freemasonry, Manly P hall says when the Mason learns that the key is the proper application of the 
dynamo of the living power he has learned that the mystery of his craft is the seeing energies of lucifer and are in his hands mm -hmm. he's telling you straight up at the 33rd degree lucifer is now your god and he is the one working through you he is the key in jesus in in the bible it calls jesus the key the key of david because he's comes from david and David prophesied Jesus would come, a great lamp. So, see, this is all just a perversion of the Bible. These guys literally take even what Jesus is, the key, and they try to twist it into their own keys and mysteries. But you got to pay in their organization. Jesus says, whoever calls on me shall be given the key, you know, freely. So that's the difference. These guys, they want to earn a buck off you to learn the mysteries. And Jesus just freely wanted to give. That's the difference with why we follow jesus and not men because everybody's pretty much trying to make a buck <laughs> unfortunately yeah they worship mammon they follow mammon yeah and follow too and we see that in hollywood because these guys are making ridiculous amounts of money to play out deceptions that think right into it do you think that the people that are like brought into hollywood a lot of them are child actors so that they've got them from a young age which i truly believe is an important part of getting this like because i feel like that in hollywood they're just like at, in high school you have these groups like of okay the super powerful super influential the ones that are not only actors but movie producers screenwriters like they have a little bit more like gear into producing film and bringing it to hollywood like as money and then you've got other people that are just actors and then they never really make it into hollywood or they never grab like honestly like isaac cappy and i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but he was an actor and most people don't even know who he was but he was in that space with these people and one of his good friends was seth green and he's a big actor because he's in austin powers like i said we're not gonna go down there but that's just to show you there's these levels in hollywood okay so when we talk about hollywood we're more talking about the upper echelon the big money makers the ones that like really generate a lot of revenue from from their not only creative mind of being able to act but being producer like now you're getting into things where you're pushing agendas because you're creating the screen like screenplays and stuff and directing it and you want it a certain way but if you're just an actor maybe you have no idea what the like movie's actually like doing you're just you're trying to get paid you took on a role and it's fantasy so i truly believe there are sometimes circumstances where guys are acting and they don't even know what they're pushing yeah, and a lot of those higher up actors like a Leo DiCaprio and, and yes. Johnny Depp and things like that, they're spirit channelers, channeling spirits of these supposed characters that they're playing. And that's how they get into the character. And not everybody is going to be able to do that or willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And so the ones that are willing to do it, because how their basically structure works is at the very beginning level, they're going to ask you to do something that's not very messed up maybe you're gonna drink or you're gonna do some drugs or something like that and out of 10 people say four or five do it okay the five that didn't do it they're gonna stay at that level because they know they're not willing to basically go as far as they need to keep progressing so then they take those five and now they ask them hey we need you to steal something or we need you to do something a little more messed up three of them do it okay those three are moving on the other two are staying and then those three, you, they've done, they've documented all of this. They have you doing drugs. They have you stealing something. So now you're already in a compromised position. Now they're going to ask you, who wants to do, be a part of this ritual? Only a couple are going to be a part of that ritual. 
and then they're going to move on because they're willing to do whatever it takes and so however low morals basically you have you're willing to compromise yourself to be successful that's going to separate it naturally and so those people that are basically willing to do whatever it takes to become famous those are the ones that are going to reach the top and they're going to be compromised all the way while they're doing it and so then you can't speak about it or else you're putting your career your life on the line and that's basically how you progress through it if you're willing to eventually channel spirits and do automatic writing and things like that those are the way you're going to progress especially through hollywood as we'll be talking about and yeah and so that's where people want to be actors and they want to make it and then they have the actors guild and like they have these weird societies too that are within hollywood that you learn about and so your key to making in Hollywood is truly learning who is doing what and then getting into that craft of because there's so many people that try to make it in Hollywood, but they'll never make it because mm-hmm. A, they're not influential enough or they don't have that superstardom behind them to worth be worth investing in. And B, exactly. You're not just gonna get in like these circles, like these this is a society like it's Hollywood is almost a secret society, like the most open one in the sense of yes, like tons of good people probably work in the industry and never intended to do anything, but make good film and provide entertainment to people. But when you begin to look at all the movies made and the like direction and the inspiration, that's when you start to understand that these guys are getting inspiration from somewhere, something, whether that be, like you said, channeling, or even just, I feel like reading old books that people don't read anymore. And like, they read the crazy testimonies of these men or these, like their lives. And then they produce a film about them. And then they're able to cash twist a little bit of the truth to dramatize it. And all of a sudden everybody's worshiping or following a guy that they don't even understand. Like, this this there's a couple actors or there's a couple people that we really want to talk about today that honestly it's a very deep rabbit hole that like hollywood is involved in that most people don't understand that his teachings and his influence really dig dig onto and that's alistair crowley all right these rituals this magic this like channeling this like hidden knowledge a lot of this stuff comes from a man named Alistair Crowley. And there's other people too that are really influential. And maybe before we get into Alistair Crowley, there was also this actor the name Rudolph Valentino. And he was he was a producer, right? He was a producer, a film producer and actor. Yeah, he was just he at first he was just an actor and he was known as this sex symbol they called him the latin uh, lover hmm. mm-hmm. yeah he was, even though he was from italy so it's just <laughs> that's, yeah, what? That's, like, yeah what uh, oh he looks hispanic so let's just call him the latin lover even though he's from italy so just casting that just shows hollywood they go off of looks and they'll base you off of a certain way and a lot yeah. of actors get typecast it's like oh you look like a jock so you're gonna play a jock in most yes. of your movies or oh you look unfortunately like a creeper so you're gonna play the creeper <laughs> in your videos and yes they base it all off of image yes because they're trying to sell something and so what was this man this man was making movies and yeah we were talking earlier before we came on he didn't seem to live very long once he got into hollywood which makes also see this like weird theme of People that are making weird movies all of a sudden have weird deaths attached to them, whether that be like, I don't know how this guy died 
oh, he died of malaria. Oh, yeah, he died of malaria and got sick. But these he's like making movies like The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That was a really huge drama that he made. It was a war drama. And yeah, I think maybe yeah, they call him the Latin lover because, yeah, it's looking like all his movies were like in the romantic era of that, like, 20s yeah early hollywood right yeah. at the start he because a lot of his films yeah. were still very early silent films and so it was right at the start of all of that and basically he was one of the early ones who started writing all of his scripts from automatic writing it says when silent film icon rudolph valentino penned this book of poetry called daydreams <clears throat> 1923 he was waging a one-man strike against his studio, demanding higher quality production standards for his films. While he struggled to find a solution to this employment impasse, he delved into the occult and spiritualism and wrote his Daydreams poems. Shortly after Valentino's sudden death in 1926, his ex-wife, Natasha Rambova, claimed her husband was adept at receiving messages from the other side via automatic writing. She also alleged that Valentino did not write the Daydreams poems, but instead transcribed them while in a trance, channeling them from his own spirit guides and noted deceased poets. So see, if people are are unfamiliar with automatic writing, basically it's where you channel a spirit and this spirit will take over your body and then your body is basically used as a vessel and you start writing down automatically a script. And what's interesting about it is once you're in that trance, supposedly you can't get uh, interrupted in any way or else that trance, it'll knock you out of that trance state. So once you're in automatic writing, I've heard that some people will go for four to six hours while they're being just used by this spirit to write down everything that is basically being communicated through them. And it also, once Rudolph Valentino found this out, he apparently had almost like a brothel of women that he would get them to also automatic write for him. And that's how a lot of his scripts would be made through this group of women that he had because he was a sex symbol. And so he could basically influence them into doing automatic writing for him as well. Isn't it interesting too that these men like who were considered sex symbols or had like a lot of tie to like this sexual like magic or aura like this now comes from like I said this this even goes deeper into Aleister Crowley who was born in 1875 died in 1947. Yeah this film industry is just getting started towards the kind of end of Aleister's life and then you read about what Aleister Crowley was actually into in his life in general. You could literally spend so much time on this so we're gonna like generally go through this and I think we can continue to talk about him all the time because he really is a huge key to understanding where these people get this like influence from this sexual magic like this sexual ritual type of stuff like we're, we're talking they do these rituals that involve sex because Alistair 
he figured out at a point in his life after he really started getting into these ancient mysteries and reading books about Freemasonry, because this is older than even him. Remember, he's just another piece of the puzzle. He's not the one that created all this. But a lot of people in Hollywood today, because he's so modern in the sense of like with his teachings and how he pushed his teachings. They literally called this man the most wicked man that's ever lived. And he literally would tell people that he was the beast 666. Like he believed that he was Satan reincarnated at times. You know what I mean? Like we're not saying that, but that's what he believed. So when people are like, oh, he wasn't in. Dude, the guy literally called himself the beast 666. And he was proud to have this badge and this title. And so. He had a really weird, so being so proud of his evil and wickedness, this guy's traveling around everywhere and he's actually getting involved with governments and governments are like banning him from being able to even work with them or be, but instead of persecuting him for the weird stuff they're finding out, they just want to get rid of the guy. So it's almost like the guy was untouchable. Like he seemed like he was protected by something higher even like with yeah. government because dude he had so much money he was a wealthy man because he comes from a really rich family so he's one of those spoiled brats that like just banked off of his parents death and ended up having tons of money and when you have that much money you can do anything you want so now his sole goal was to go around the world and to travel and to look at all these ancient civilizations and these artifacts so he was really big into egypt and yeah. that's where we can really like tie in this automatic writing and where we really get a, a huge description of what it entitles and what he did because he had documented in a, what he did. And so it was with another wife. So this guy was married multiple times. This guy, this is just, this guy is really filthy. Like without getting too much into, like I said, his life so much, he was a bad dude. Like yeah, he really, he, he really loved perversion. If you dive was, into Alistair Crawley, just be ready to it's have dark your, uh, yeah yes. it, it's dark mm -hmm. stuff and that's why it's so scary that his influence is still prevalent and seen today in our modern society and civilization because you think that people would be past like oh in order to like gain power and unlock mysteries we got to do weird sex cult rituals well a lot of that stems from alistair crowley because most people were just practicing basic alchemy where they drew their little symbols on the ground and put some candles around and they would invoke the spirits you know what i mean but alistair felt like there was something about sex magic and that actually goes back to even like hinduism and yoga and all these sex positions what's it called that sex kundalini what is that sex that like that sex stuff in, in the indian culture you know what i'm kama saying sutra. yeah kama sutra okay See, he believed just like they believe, because truly they believe that you, your sexual energy is part of like your essence. And that has a lot to do with like how in touch you are with the like almost the next dimension, like your spiritual frequency is based off of sex. And these ancient mystery religions like Cyrus and Isis and the Thal, it's all based around sex. It all comes down to sex, really. When you really break down this cult and Satanism and what they're involved in and how they gain their power, it's sex. Yeah, a lot of the times, because it's the easiest way to compromise if you think about yes. Epstein and you, how he was connected with everybody. How was he getting everybody? He was getting them to have sex with all these underage women. And they desire it because they truly believe taking the innocence. Like I said, it's all about that essence. And the younger you are, 
the more pure you are in the sense of like sin hasn't entered into your mind and your heart. Like we as adults who just constantly are judging or looking at situations in a light or negative aspect, kids just see the light in everything. I have kids right now and I, they don't desire anything bad. Yes, they do bad stuff, but it's not because they want to. It's like they're learning and they're just trying to explore their environment. So they have no ill will, but you start looking at these people that want to take that from children. That's when you have to speak up because that's what they're doing. They're taking the child's essence of purity and, and they're like, innocence away and that's why sodom and gomorrah was burnt to the ground is because what is sodomy taylor it's literally raping somebody anally and that is a huge th sorry that sounds really rough but <laughs> sodom and gomorrah was practicing super nasty sexual deep-rooted sin this sex magic and god what did god do he rained fire down on that city and said don't look back at it you know what i mean don't look at it because it's so disgusting and filthy and that same judgment, I think, is coming because I feel like we're even worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at the pornography, the sex trafficking, all the stuff. There's more slaves today around the world in 2023 than there was back in the times where they try to tell you about like how far mankind well, comes from slavery. Legal. Yeah, mm -hmm. when it was legal, exactly. That's that should tell you something. Whoever's listening, that we have more slavery occurring today in the modern times than when it was legal to own slaves. So that should just tell you where our world's really at and where it's headed because that should be something that should be abolished by now that's something we it's weird because i feel like people just look at it differently because it's oh it was legal back then so it was really bad which obviously it was but now it's happening more but because it's illegal people just act like it's illegal so people shouldn't be doing it even though it's way more prevalent than it is now and so people don't put it as a priority issue because it's illegal and that people shouldn't be doing it compared to when it was legal. Yeah. There wasn't as many around, but it's like this weird mental thing that people can't get over to where, Oh, because it's illegal. Now it's not that big of an issue because it's illegal and people shouldn't be doing it. It's not a like accepted thing in public, but it's way more prevalent, like you said, than it ever has been. And it's still a huge issue. And the fact that it's illegal is almost worse because now it's underground. Now yes. people are hiding it. And now people are being secretive about it. And it's still going. And they're taking people off the streets. I watched, finally watched that Sound of Freedom video. Yes. And at the end of the movie, it's showing security film footage of literally children just being taken in like all kinds of different scenarios and people literally just walking up and just grabbing kids and hopping on the back of a motorcycle and driving off and it's sad because those kids a majority of the time are never seen again and one of the things he says you sell drugs you sell drugs once and you made money off of it but you can't sell those same drugs again you can sell these same people over and over again five six times in a day and make money off them yeah the best movie i think that come out for a long time that really shows how easy and how prevalent it is is that movie taken remember that movie mm. about his daughter getting kidnapped and then of course they dramatized the crap out of that movie like they do with and i'm sure sound of freedom i actually haven't got a chance to watch it because we were going to talk about it a, a bit ago but 
movie tickets are like still hard to get, uh, which uh -huh. is insane. So it's really insane that this is becoming more in the public eye. I have my pause, not because of what it's doing, but because it's all of a sudden in the public eye, this movie's all of a sudden breaking the world of what's actually happening. Yet people like me and Taylor and tons of people before us have been screaming from the rooftops. Hey, there's this guy named Jeffrey Epstein that everybody should look into before he was even convicted or when he was brought in and suicided. We were telling everybody, if you want to find the key to unlocking a lot of this crazy stuff, look in to freaking Jeffrey Epstein because Pedo Island, Pleasure Island, whatever it is, there is some nefarious stuff happening there. And like you said, when things are done in secret, we, they're never good. Jesus says, if you do anything in secret and covetness, it, it's probably not good. Yeah. And another one, which obviously they fully discredited in the media was the pizza thing. That was oh. another one that really started because if you actually look into it and there was that one reporter from CBS, he actually decided to talk about the weirdness. He wasn't even giving saying that he believed it all or that what it, people were saying about it was completely true. He just wanted to represent the facts and started going into FBI undocked documents and how these groups of little boy lovers and little girl lovers had these symbols and specifically the triangle that wrapped around itself. And then he showed the old pizza logo, which also had that same logo in it. And then yeah. as soon as these stories started coming out, all of a sudden these they changed accusations. Their logo. Yeah. Best and of pizza. The fate. Yeah, the f and then the, on the Facebook profile, they had all these weird pictures with kids and their hands being taped down to tables and all of that got scrubbed. So he was talking about all this and just how there's some weird things associated with it. Of course, one one guy goes down the rabbit hole, and this is why me and Dustin really are doing this, is because if you go down that rabbit hole, Oh, Without the truth of Jesus, this guy shows up with an AR-15, shows up to the pizza shop, and is ready to go ham people. Res yeah, rescue kids. Like, you just a... discredited everything about that story, and that's what they want to happen because then they can use it and discredit everything. And now when people hear pizza, they automatically suspect conspiracy theory. And when they hear conspiracy theory, which was a term created by the CIA during the JFK assassination for people who are looking into it because the story didn't add up, now everything is discredited. And so once you start learning these terms and learning what they're, how easy it is really to discredit a story with the use of the media, then all of a sudden you can section out the people that want to start looking into this truth. And then all of a sudden they start co-opting the truth or met community. And all of a sudden now truth is subjective and you can't really find the truth. And without got, Jesus you, in the light of the Holy spirit, you won't find it. Yeah. And now you got professional fact checkers, which who are fact checking the oh, fact gosh. checkers. Anytime someone rep reference Snopes, I just, I want to laugh. Yeah, look into who funded Snopes and you'll find out it's a yeah, bunch of hacks. Exactly. It's a bunch of hacks. And this is that's a really like deep rabbit hole to go into. So we're sitting here telling you we're not making accusations of anything because at the end of the day, you have to go and see things for yourself and you have to start pu putting the puzzle together. Okay, this is a puzzle 
then that's why when I started talking on my Instagram stories and telling people, I'll give you pieces of the puzzle, okay? But you need to put the puzzle together. Yes, I can show you all the pieces. I can show you, hey, go down this one, take this one. This is a corner piece. This is a centerpiece. Like Aleister Crowley, he's a centerpiece because getting into that stuff, you have to look at where it's coming from and why it's happening. And then it's these sex rituals, okay? These sex rituals and what Aleister Crowley was all into. And when he went to Egypt, he found out that when you do rituals and unlock this mystery, so like he was contacted by a demon. That's essentially when you're channeling demons, just listen. if you're a Christian and you say that you can channel angels or spirits from God, you better be careful because we are not to channel anything other than the Holy Spirit, which is a gift given to mankind, not something to channel. You don't channel which the Holy goes Spirit. goes back to the Old Testament with Saul trying yes. to bring up the spirit of Samuel. Yes. And Samuel said, and he was cursed for that because mm -hmm. exactly he brought his he brought forth a spirit that was not brought forth from God. Like usually when God wants you to have a message, he won't send a human spirit or somebody to give you instruction. So when people are like, Oh, I seen my dad in in a vision or I seen a ghost or whatever. Demons do not play by the same rules. Okay. You need to understand this is why God says in Ephesians, we are in a spiritual war, not a war against flesh and blood. You are working against principalities of the air. They do not have the same limitations as you they can shape shift they can literally appear to look as something that they are not i was actually just also reading this in the bible it says to be careful about who you entertain in public because you could have unknowingly entertained an angel mm -hmm. so this is biblical this isn't me making him be like oh yeah angels can just appear no god said you could have entertained an angel unaware meaning yeah, don't judge people because you may have come across somebody that was a test for you and but for God so that someday you can be like, did you know that this person or this thing that you ran across was just a scenario to see how you would act and you completely botched it like most of us do in, in life. But God's warning you that you could unawaringly be entertaining an angel. So be cautious. So I think that not only you could be entertaining an angel from God, because he, he'll reveal himself as truth always. Whenever Jesus comes in a revelation, he always gives you peace and comfort that he is not something bad. It's always a good feeling. And he re reassures whoever he's going to appear to or whatever angels appearing that it's good. Because remember, when John got the revelation from Jesus Christ and he came to him, he fell on his face as dead because he was so scared because when you're interacting with this kind of glory and this kind of power and you don't understand it of course you're going to fall and be super afraid when you are encountering something that you don't understand aka aliens why do you think aliens are such a huge topic on earth because it's something we don't understand and it's something people are super curious into and taylor do you not believe that if aliens were to finally be revealed or we had all these flying saucers come down from the sky like they show us in all these movies and stuff do you think that humans would all of a sudden be fighting about their little petty stuff every day? Or do you think that all of a sudden it'd be like, all right, we can a interact with the aliens because clearly they've been here or whatever. So that's scenario one that the aliens want to be friendly and they want to merge with humans. This is the belief. This isn't my belief, but, or second, 
would the whole world if these aliens were like hostile threats let's say avengers type scenario here like that's the whole point of starlink and tony stark creating this space force international mm -hmm. avengers team is to take on things that are that they don't understand and of course the whole world was united based off of an alien age so of course they're going to use these spiritual deceptions and angels are going to come to you in spiritual deception to lead you astray and if you don't understand that these people believe this they believe that they are the gods of this earth because satan has been given dominion for a time that's the deception that a lot of these people fall into is that they believe that satan lucifer once they understand that he's an angel of light and not a little red devil running around like hollywood loves to promote or society likes to project i feel like when we talk about satan or the devil everybody's mind instantly goes to little red guy with a pitchfork they've just ingrained it so deeply into society that people don't even know the true essence of what like satan was described as in the bible he's described as an angel of light he's also described as lightning falling from the sky so this is some stuff that you need to listen and take jot notes on because now when you're watching something, you can tie that symbolism when you see it in something and know, oh, who are they talking about? Or who are they representing? Like Harry Potter. He's what got the thunderbolt. Yes, mm -hmm. the lightning bolt. And who was the one that gave Harry Potter the lightning bolt scar? The scar, the one they don't talk about, the no name, the one whose name cannot be mentioned, Voldemort, mm -hmm. the dark force, the dark power. And he's merged with harry throughout that whole movie so that gets into the magic and into kids like he wasn't he was trying to kill harry in that movie so there it is trying to create a sacrifice because he sacrificed his parents but because of the love like like jesus his parents gave him it saved him from that death but he was marked okay so see you start getting into some bible stuff even just with that little premise of harry potter the boy who was chosen the chosen one the marked one you know what i mean yeah the boy who lived all of all harry potter all of that witchcraft everything jk rowling based it off of real witchcraft so when their kids especially the books the movies don't really go into that but the books go into it a lot deeper and all that stuff is based on real witchcraft and spells and all that kind of history of stuff you're just basically as a kid ingesting all of this stuff and you're reading all that stuff more than you are the bible so what are you digesting more into your subconscious is all of this spiritual white versus black magic which it all comes from the same force yes. of these spirits yeah so kids now think that there's a a light in the dark when it's all dark once you start going down the road of where it comes from yeah i really i just laugh because i've heard even christians Chris, people say they're christian and they're like oh i'm a white witch and i'm like wait you're a christian and a witch <laughs> they're like i'm a white witch so i don't do bad stuff and i'm like what wait but you're a witch still and god says have nothing to do with witchcraft or anything in that quote craft see the craft the witch craft and so People will be like, yeah, I'm a white witch because I just, I, I do rituals with nature and I'm connected spiritually to like animals and stuff. So see, I'm doing the good side of things. I'm like doing healings and using crystals and doing all these weird things, which seem totally innocent, like totally innocent. They're not doing anything. 
But see, then you talk, like Taylor said, you got the black magic, which now you're into sacrificing things like animals and humans and doing really crazy rituals to obtain power and understanding. And so even the force with Star Wars, you have the dark yes. of the force yes. and the light. You have the Jedis and the Sith. And it's, it's a con- kind of. It's- it's a continuous running theme. And like with one of the episodes back previously, when we're talking about Bill Cooper and his exposure to 2001 space Aussie, it's that going from darkness, man being in the darkness of things to becoming the light. Okay. So even when you practice the dark arts, it's essentially because you want to become a face in the light. And so when you even go to the satanic church website, once you start climbing up the ranks, they literally tell you that because your influence and your power is so strong within society now that you can lie to not only your fellow Satanist like members about what you're doing and what your agenda is, as long as you know, you're sticking to the plan and you can even lie to the public and do not have to disclose what you're doing or what your purpose of what you're doing, because that's what they are. They are the enlightened ones. As you climb up, they really do believe this. They believe that they've gone from dark to light. They believe that they've unlocked this spiritual hierarchy that everybody's trying to essentially obtain in life because the question of life is where did life come from you know what what's the purpose of life that's everybody's question regardless of what religion you believe in that's just a pending curiosity with the 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 known truth the only true known truth at the end of the day yes we know that jesus is truth because we believe it we have faith in it but to say that we know exactly what's happening after the grave would be a lie because I've never died. But that is the ultimate truth to mankind is death. And so it's that like, how do we escape death or how do we conquer death? You know what I mean? But no man can conquer death except one who did. And that's why we follow him is because up until that point when Jesus died, no man came back from the grave. No man said that Oh, I'm living today. All those pharaohs, all those kings, all those great rulers before the ones that built up massive amounts of wealth, treasure, power. They didn't make it. (laughs) Nobody gets past the grave, but Jesus did. So see, and he was witnessed by hundreds of people. And then that word spread immediately because people are like, we just watched this guy got like brutally murdered three days ago. And then the tomb that was even that he was inside of. It literally had a rock that took multiple men to move. And so all of a sudden that thing's just out of the way and he's gone. And that what's interesting about that story too, for me is when he rose from the dead, the Pharisees, the Roman guards go and report, Hey, he's gone. The rock was moved. And the Pharisees literally create a cover-up story. They're like, go say that his disciples stole his body. So that way people, and it's instantly, you can just see that they were covering up stuff from that far long ago because they knew that if that truth got out, then it's going to change everything. So they cook up a story that the disciples stole his body and that he didn't really raise from the dead. And once again, oh, now you're a conspiracy theorist for believing that Jesus rose from the dead when really the truth is that the official story from the government is that his body was stolen by his apostles. Dude, I, I've read that many times, but that's what a great interpretation of that because yes, they tried to conspire the death of God and what happened to him. But thankfully... 
his body was no longer what we understand because he's now in his higher spiritual form because he's now taken the keys of death and he controls death. So see, he's walking around and everyone's, oh, so this is the time now because you've done it. And he goes, no, like we're just getting started. That's what I was trying to tell you guys. Like I had to do what I had to do, but now you guys are going to have to do what you're going to have to do with me guiding you, but I need to go and prepare. All right. So see, Jesus, the helper, the Holy Spirit. Yes. So Jesus didn't say that he was abandoning us. He just said, I need to now go prepare my next mission, which is to bring his bride to him because now he is the groom. That's why there's no marriage in heaven. As my pastor was talking about this actually last weekend. And it's just amazing. Like people get married and they have lives on earth and they create beautiful lives with family and stuff. And they truly believe, I think that like they'll be reunited with them someday. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie downer here, but that's just so far from the truth. You, you can't ever think that every single person that you know is just going to heaven because the Bible doesn't teach that. I'm sorry. I know that like, I'm not trying to knock on rest in peace and all the things that we hope for a person, but unless you truly know that they were a Christian or following Christ, we can't know what exactly they're enduring because a God tells us to not also think about those things. He says, what's going on with the dead, leave for the dead. Don't interact with anything with the dead in the sense of trying to conjure up their spirit right now. There's actually people that are so, um, scared of death or they're so scared of losing loved ones they're literally making virtual program clones so you can go into virtual reality and they're making like from all the images and pictures and their voices even anything that they have of their old memories of these people that they loved yeah they're creating simulations to be able to interact with them through ai so see this is Jesus. This is Satan trying to play God, trying to tell people, look, just because somebody's gone, you can just create an upload AI version of them and still continue to have a life and a connection with them. When that's not true at all, like you're playing in a deception, a, a game, a witchcraft, magic, like you're talking to something that is not even real. Yet these people in their mind and their heart cannot let go. And I guess that's what it ultimately leads to with this episode. It's this continuously programming of these ideologies from Aleister Crowley and from all these dark teachers of these like mystery schools, Manly P. Hall, like they're exposing the truth because they want people to know the truth. Like essentially they want people to follow them. So they reveal truth, but they also know that because it's so, far-fetched in a way or it seems like it's so out in the open like that's the question i always get if it's the illuminati and the freemasons are like evil why do they just operate like in plain sight and it's that's the best way to operate honestly because if you've got the people deceived what you're doing is just good like handyman brother brotherhood and nothing nefarious to it Nobody's going to question when you throw up a Masonic temple now three blocks away from you, or they put a Masonic temple in front of every single military outpost. So for like our military men, tons of our military are in Freemasonry. Like you need to understand it is a cult. It is something that they want people to get into because now you've got this huge mixing pot of good people truly that join the, the lodge because they just believe that they're joining an organization to deepen their brotherhood with a, their brothers in whatever they're doing or to create a bond. Some people don't have families cause they lose whatever the reason for joining. They just need the numbers. Cause a, that creates gen, generates revenue and 
that once again you look at the money that's what you need to do any anything you want to find out about or you want to see truth or what's really rooted in just follow the money that is the best advice that we can give whenever looking into anything who's funding it how has it been funding and what kind of power do they've got you know what i mean with that money so you will start finding that it's a very few select people with all the money that control all the stuff like all the corporations in the united states most of them are owned by four general overseeing companies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, especially when it comes to like media. There's yes, there's four or five major broadcast companies that own every other company underneath it, and that's why they're they want it that way because then they can control the information. Because if it doesn't come from those four or five companies, then all of a sudden you're not going to be able to get that information out if they say that they don't want it out. If you're a little small company that's eventually go up the chain and all of a sudden you're owned by Viacom or Disney or anything like that. You're not getting that information out. But unfortunately now with the internet and all these different ways of media and people are able to get the truth out, but eventually they'll put one of these labels on them. And then all of a sudden you're going to be moved to some niche market kind of thing where all of a sudden you're not getting your, and then of course, algorithms, they're going to yes. bury all of your stuff. They have ways to bury it. But as a, somebody who's trying to seek the truth, I really believe that Jesus talked about it himself. If you want to find the truth, if you seek it, you will find it, but yes. you will need to seek it out. And that's why there's going to be a lot of people deceived because they're not going to seek it. They're lazy. We're asleep. And part of the watchman is blowing the horn to wake people up which then will wake up other watchmen when they see it and they'll start blowing their horn in their own community because we realize our impact is going to be limited. But if we can wake up other watchmen that really get the courage then now to blow their own horn and wake up their own communities, then that can create the ripple effect and then people can start blowing the horn around the country and then around the world because really we're going to have our most influence on our own communities. And when we start to do, that's what they're afraid of is influencing your own circle to wake up because just a lot of movies say, even in a bug's life, when it, when the bad guy's talking about if these ants and these people start realizing that they outnumber us 10 to one, hundred to one, they start to fight back. All of a sudden we're not going to be powerful enough to stop them. And so we have to keep them scared and we have to keep them marginalized and sectioned out to where they don't build these communities and then can start making influences and start. It's unfortunate because we don't have the power, willpower to basically boycott these things, which we know are evil, say like Disney, all these yep. different ones that are promoting these agendas. But unfortunately, we've got them so ingrained into our lives that the only way to really speak is through money, because as soon as they stop making money on something, they're going to stop doing it. But if we continue to pay them, they're not going to stop no matter what we talk about. That's the truth, bro. We need to wake up and we need to wake up our circles. And if you go and watch movies or if you watch this stuff still, it's not like you're going to hell if you know you're no. a fall of Christ. It's not like we're sitting here saying just become a pretty much monk and just go out into the woods and just meditate and pray all day. That's not what we're saying here. We're just saying 
when you are continuously engaging in things that you don't truly have the deeper understanding of the roots. That's why it's so important to just study a little bit and dig into the history of things that you really find influential into your life and into your mind and your soul, because there may be something that is pulling you away from a deeper relationship with God, because you just haven't unlocked the understanding of what it is that you truly find to be innocent. And from years and years of studying things, I can tell you that things are not as innocent as they seem on the surface. It truly is scary how you see this tip of the, it's just like in a huge ocean with an iceberg you don't see the underneath glacier that is like underneath all the water you just see that little peak so you're like oh that's a big scary peak of danger that's uh, if you're in a ship and that you don't want to hit that not because that top is gonna cause any issues but you're like we don't know what's underneath Mm. all of that to really know can the boat just blow through all this and then it won't be a problem no see that's the problem is that we all just see above the surface and we only see that little obstacle that may be in our way of unlocking these truths or these things whether that be with your faith or with what's going on in the world it's when you start digging under the water you go under the water okay you need to go under the surface of things look under the surface and that's when you start Behind the veil, the Wizard of Oz. Remember the Wizard of Oz? He's just pulling a bunch of strings and it has a big old projection camera to make everybody scared. But then they pull back the veil and it's just a tiny little guy that they could have literally all, once again, like Taylor just said, tag team and said, yeah, who are you? And that's why he lost all his power in the end is because they found out you're just a little little mean man that just wants to control us and make people scared and make well, you think you're, you're great. Hollywood and Wizard of Oz and oh, how important we could, that we plays could, we, into we it. could yeah let's uh so you know we're probably gonna wrap this up right now because we could just continuously go on Aleister Crowley big puzzle piece if you really want to look some of the things we mentioned here these are big pieces like what, what I call on my Instagram dots or digs like it will take you some time to read through the literature and through all the different things because remember water is not always clear either sometimes you got some mud and some murk in it and you got to filter it out before you see it clearly okay so just learn to Look at things with spiritual eyes. I, I think that's the best tip that I could give ending today is don't just look at stuff in the physical. Try and see things in the spiritual realm in the sense of you're not like reaching to unlock power. You're just trying to see where this power originates and stems from. And once again, when you understand the war that we are all in as Christians and as human beings, that is when you now begin to see and hear. And that's all we're trying to do is help people see and hear that there's things much more nefarious occurring on earth than just men who want to be evil and control other men. Like, I wish it was that simple. It seems like it's that simple that we just need to stop all the greed, stop all the hate, stop all the fear, stop all the things that aren't love. That's why love is going to be a huge deception in the end times is because Satan knows that most people just want to love and connect with their neighbor truly and live their life in a peaceful manner. I don't think most people have ill intentions. I really do believe that most of the world is good. But with these powers and these influences, this is what drives society. This is what drives action. This is what drives thought. And so are you being driven by the Lord and his ways or by the weird, holy weird and the world? Matthew 6, back, back to it. Choose your master. All right. Choose your master. Who do you serve each day? Do you serve the Lord or do you serve mammon? You can't serve both.
Just remember that, okay? Love you all and thank you always for tuning in. We really appreciate your support and we will continue to build this case against Satan and the mad world. That's all we're here to do is blow the horn and hopefully you can help blow the horn for others in your life. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, everybody. God bless. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.